everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of AAS Anecdotes, uh, where I, Mackenzie Tran, Liam Nguyen, and Nathan Lay host our, uh, discussions to connect with our community and guest speakers. And today we will be talking about our current biggest student project here, Roversity. Um, so unfortunately, the other two hosts, Liam and Nathan, aren't present, but let's take a round of applause for our guests, Nicole and Nico. That's a big right. title. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so for first us. off. Yeah, uh, thank you. Know, yeah, we can go introduce ourselves and also your roles in Roversity. Yeah, so I can start. Um, I'm Nicole Ortuno. I'm a rising senior at Chantilly High School, and I'm the founder of the Roversity Project. I'm Nico. I'm going to be a first year at George Mason next year, and I am a partner associate of the Roversity project. Yes, nice. Don't get it twisted, it's her project now. So, <laughs> so uh, first off, Nicole, I'm aware that you began the idea of Roversity through our last YouthCon scholarship event, but what was like the spark that initiated this project of yours? Yeah, so originally, like, it started just slightly before the YouthCon, like this whole idea started slightly before YouthCon, and it was a coincidence that I had been a finalist for the YouthCon scholarship, so I had to present like a community project, and that's when I used Roversity and really started to think out the details, but like I've been involved in a bunch of just community outreach, uh, started like a coding club during COVID at a homeless shelter, it's virtual, um, but I didn't have like much connection to any of the programs I was involved in, and I felt very little impact. Like I felt like I very I had very little impact, um, and so I was trying to think of ways that one was like not something that everybody else was doing. A lot of people were just holding like you know uh, like boot camps or going to volunteer and stuff. I wanted to do something unique, uh, something that I could connect my passion for robotics um, with others and connect specifically with the community that shares my similar background, but also needs uh, like that attention and needs the new insight in STEM. So that's when I started designing my Roversity project. And it kind of also simulates like what got me interested in robotics. So we do lessons, right, where I go into the, and we can get more into details, but like I work with the kids at the homeless shelter or we work with the kids and we teach them about robotics, but then at the end, there's like a robotics competition. So that's what really got me interested in robotics because I was able to compete in like the first competitions at my school through um, the FTC club. And so I wanted to do a little like simulate that on a smaller scale for kids that don't have those types of resources and don't aren't don't have like programs that are accessible to them. Yeah, that's nice because since you have like a personal story with robotics and your idea of kind of connecting to the kids in the Latinx community, like you have a better connection with them and you have the need to help them more. Exactly. Yeah. So all of our students, uh, it's a group of 10 kids at a local homeless shelter called Second Story, and all of them are Hispanic. That definitely makes it easier for Nico and I to connect with them just on a deeper level, create that relationship with them. Um, and they also are able to trust us more because we do come from their similar backgrounds. So I think that's also just a little bonus. And definitely, I feel like I'm making some sort of impact in their life. So it's definitely very rewarding. Yeah, that's nice. Also, a question for you, Nico. How did you start working on Reversity and what was your first impression on it? Yeah, so 
for those of you who don't know, I'm rather new to ASICS. And so when I first came in a few months ago, the founder, Dave, he talked to me and he was kind of just trying to get to know me a little bit better, you know, my interests and in, in things. So I was telling him, you know, okay, I, like I'm going to be majoring in computer engineering. I was talking about my background, which is also Latinx. And they're like, oh, perfect. There's this new program, uh, Reversity. Um, and so then that night, he gave me Nicole's number and I just reached out to her. And then ever since then, we've been kind of clicking well and doing well with the program overall. The first day um, Nico and I actually met, we set up a Zoom call and Dave had been telling me about him. And I was like, this guy seems like the perfect fit to help me co-lead this because I didn't want to do it alone, definitely. But I wanted to do it with someone that shared the same passion. Oh, no, oh God. Um, but like also kind of understood where I was coming from. And I remember the first day we met him, I sprung so much information on him and I was like so you're gonna be the co-team leader I was like you're gonna be my second hand and it was the first time we were meeting so it was like a lot of information at once but he got promoted very quickly yeah nice. honestly it was a bit overwhelming because I, I come <laughs> I sit down and it's like okay she's like she's a junior in high school she's gonna be a rising senior soon and she goes on list of credentials has a straightforward plan has everything planned out and I'm sitting here and I was like, I just joined. So I was like, I don't even know what AA success is even about really. <laughs> so, I mean, Nicole, at first I'm it was scary, kidding. but then it was really nice. You both built like a strong friendship so quickly through this project. Okay, this is a little fun question, but if you both could describe Roversity in three keywords, what would you choose and why? Three H's, I'll give you this. Hispanic, hopeful, and happy. I like nice. that. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I'm just trying to think of something because our sessions are definitely very comical, I would say. Yeah. We're always laughing and just like enjoying our time with the kids, but we definitely are noticing that we're restoring hope in them and having them really like develop a passion for something um, that they wouldn't have been able to explore if they weren't a part of this program. And yeah, I mean, they're all Hispanic, so I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I like the three H's. Yeah, Nicole loves to bring it up, but she always says how, like, they did not want us. They did not want us there. They did not. The but first now session. they are really, really enjoying it, and they're having a good time every time. So that's kind of like the happy side, I think. Yeah, also with, like, the huge age gap, do you enjoy working with the kids? I love working with the kids for, uh, personally. I have a little brother that's the same age as them. So I am always around him. So I'm like used to working and being around a little boy. Um, but I think they're just so funny, like just watching them explore, just talking to them, the way they interpret some of the material we bring is it's just very, it's very funny. It's fun to come back to each time. And it's just also very rewarding just seeing them like grow um, within the program. Yeah, I would love to join one of the sessions when I come back from my vacation. Definitely. We'll have you. We'll have you join guest. Yeah. Our guest for today will be Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah. Um. How long are the sessions again? Are they like a few hours? Yeah. So usually um, it's about two or three times a week. We meet with them for an hour and a half. And then the week before our final showcase, uh, we're going to be meeting with them for a couple of hours, more than an hour and a half. And we're meeting with them every day that week to prepare for our showcase um, and to make sure that they're all on the same page, they're ready. So that one's going to be a little bit longer. 
Yeah, that's nice. Um, also, I heard that in the beginning you had to had like a little trouble like keeping their attention span like on the project. So you had to go through a lot of trials and errors. How was that like process? Nico, do you want to start and then I can add? Yeah. So, I mean, as you said, at first, uh, it was a little crazy. But we kind of learned how to like adapt. Like Nicole, Nicole is teaching the lessons mainly. So especially with her, she kind of like changed her teaching style more so because originally we had like presentation, like a like a, a book it. It's like a little game for them. Uh, and then we go into building. But now we kind of have to deal with like base knowledge, like vocabulary, for example, because a lot of them don't know how to read, actually. So we have to kind of go over that. And then we just go pretty much straight into building. Uh, that kind of keeps their attention span in the whole time. And time really does fly by. Yeah, so in addition to that, um, like Nico said, it definitely changed. I mean, the first meeting I went in and had a presentation, a book, it, a small little hands-on activity, and then we were going to build at the end. And we didn't even do half of those things because I noticed from the first meeting, the, their attention span is short, but also it's a very intimidating field. So already, if they're bored or if they're not understanding it, it's going to be hard for anyone to just stay focused. So now we cover just the basics, um, like the fundamental information, all the stuff that they need to know. And then I get them straight into building and Nico and I take turns going into each small group or small partners and we help them with, with whatever they're stuck on then. So if we need to teach them something on the spot, we'll go ahead and teach them while they're in groups, while they're actually testing and trying stuff out, failing, learning from their mistakes. And then at the end, recently, we've been incorporating like our milestones, um, where at the end, they're going to have they like work on a project all throughout the session, and then they have to present it at the end. And there's multiple reasons why we have this one so that they're getting something done by the end of the session. Uh, two, so that they practice like presenting, explaining what the robot does to everyone in the group. And three, the milestones are all going to lead up to our final event. So each milestone, for example, one of them we created was create a robot that moves and incorporates one of our sensors. And at the final, at the final event, the final competition is going to incorporate that using sensors and having a moving robot. So they are all are building up at the end. And that's something that's definitely been working with the kids because they're seeing that they're being able to produce something. So that's... I think just learning along the way, Nico and I just observing what's working, what's not, um, has definitely been key. Do you think the kids are fast learners? Because I, they're learning so much about robots, and I don't know half of how to do that. A hundred percent. They impress me every time. Um, just fast at learning, but they're also wanting to explore more, so they're figuring things out on their own. Sometimes I have things that I plan to review with them like in later sessions and they're already figuring it out because they're just playing around with the app um and that's just it's it's so good it's like a positive thing um but I would say they're we do have some fast learners and they're helping other kids as well so we kind of mm -hmm. use those kids as leaders for the group um so yeah they're definitely getting along they're learning from each other simulating what they would do in the engineering field like collaborate yeah, that sounds really wonderful. Also, they're working towards building robots that can shoot a goal, right? For the final event date? Yeah, so just a little like over overview of our um, final event day. We'll have 
multiple courses kind of where we'll have like autonomous where it'll be strictly based off of code uh, where they'll have to kind of move their robot and score a goal essentially with the, some basic obstacles and then they'll have a control phase where they'll actually be able to control it via the app they have on a joystick where it'll be a little more tricky for them but yeah the same kind of thing because I don't know if we mentioned this already uh, today, but it's going to be a World Cup themed. I f- we feel like that's a great connection, especially because, I mean, in the Hispanic community, like the World Cup and soccer in general is a big thing. Um, I think Nico covered it pretty well. That's just going to be our final event. They're gonna We're going to do it tournament style because both of us actually have a connection with soccer. I thought it would also be a good fit uh, to have the competition be soccer themed. And there's going to be obstacles just showcasing various things that they've been learning throughout the sessions. Yeah, that's really nice. I'm looking forward to seeing how everything turns out. We're working on the merch, so we're going to hopefully get them by the 20th this month. Perfect. Or 25th, before the event date, obviously. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I think it's always nice for the kids to be able to, like, take stuff away Mm -hmm. and just, you know, kind of have things that shows how hard they've been working um we actually i don't have the box but we actually got the medals yesterday so they're little robotics medals and they say like robversity 2022 at the back in the back um so that's really exciting as well work and then we also got from the our partners so the people that provided us the robotics kits ub tech shout out they provided they donated um a bunch about 10 of their like smaller robotics kits that usually like kids order you have them at home you can build them um they're a little bit simpler than what we're working with but we're going to also be giving that away at the final event so each student is going to take away a little gym robot kit um and that's really exciting as well yeah also i feel like this roversity program will be a big turning point in their lives for some of the students which is amazing how big of an impact this is our goal um is to create a sustainable program that helps them one, stay in school, uh, two, use diversity to introduce them to a bunch of fields in the STEM in the STEM world, and have them like have us provide resources for them to start exploring what interests them. So, for example, um, two of our kids were talking to us talking to us the other day. Um, one of them is very interested in engineering now, so he wants to get into building. Um, And in the future, I told him we could start working on 3D printing, you know, working with the 3D printer. Um, And then our other kid was saying how he wants to do computer science. So possibly teaching him new programming languages so that he can explore that. That's the whole idea. Now that they graduate, after they graduate Roversity, um, they go on to explore other fields that interest them. And we're there to provide resources, work with them. um, And then at the end, hopefully provide them with a scholarship to attend a four-year college. That's wonderful. That was actually one of my next questions. So um, are you both thinking of making another program next year? Yeah, so I can just touch a little bit more on that. Basically, it's going to kind of be like cycles. So reversity is going to continue going. Um, Once the we kind of have our group of kids that we feel that are ready to graduate Roversity. They're going to go on and that'll be our first round of kids that are going to be moving forward with us. We'll, we'll be working on getting those scholarships for them once they graduate college, I mean, once they graduate high school. Um, and these are sixth graders. So it's quite a, like a big gap, but 
we got to prepare them young, you know, keep them focused, provide those resources. So I'm currently trying to work with a, a private school that's uh, centered on math and science and having them attend those types of camps, possibly starting a robotics club at their middle school, um, just helping them be leaders, you know, having them working with them to start various initiatives and explore many fields. But then as reversity as the year, like each year, reversity is still going to continue. So our students that didn't, uh, weren't quite ready to graduate there, then they will be the leaders for the next year. And they'll be the top people of the program, but then we'll have new students come in and just kind of having that cycle, like each student graduates and then hopefully this can continue. We'll be able to provide scholarships for many students. That's the idea. But yeah, Nico, do you have anything? No, I think she did a pretty good job covering it. Our main goal is kind of keeping a nice path on for them, you know, making it very sustainable for this, also a class uh, and then any upcoming ones. That sounds very nice, like a circle of giving back. In learning. Exactly. Last question, or maybe not. What is your favorite part about working on this project or a key takeaway? You can start, Nika. So I definitely say just honestly, like interacting with the kids. I think that's probably the best part. Um, especially recently, like I'll be going and kind of just connecting with them personally, not even necessarily via like roversity. But uh, one of the kids there was talking to me. He was like, uh, next session, can you come in early so we can just play some games on like the PS4 and stuff? Uh, and that, that feels really good for me because they were really like closed in before. Like they, they were really introverted. Um, the same kid earlier that year, like we just wouldn't listen to us. He would just stay on his phone the whole time. We'd tell him, put his phone away. He was like, no. Like he would literally say that. But now he's like, he like puts his phone away. He's very nice. He gets other people to listen and he helps other of uh, the younger kids out too, which is really nice. I would say Nico captured everything I was going to say really well. It's just so rewarding to see these kids get excited about something. One that I'm also really passionate about, but two that they're just like, you see the hope, you see the light. So with one of the conversations that I mentioned a little bit earlier, when I was, again, we try to really kind of create a relationship with them outside of reversity as well. So talk about their days, talk about what they're up to. And when I was talking to two of the kids and they were telling me how um, at the beginning, they did not want to even be a part of reversity, like do any computer science related things, nothing robotics. Now they want to come every day. They ask me if I'm coming the next day and I have to like break their hearts. I'm like, no guys, I'm coming next week. We're coming next week. I'm sorry. Um, but they want to be doing this every day. They want to be building. Like that's all very rewarding. And just being able to provide resources for them, even to, you know, put a smile on their face for an hour and a half when we meet with them. It, it's just, it's very rewarding. And it, it definitely, um, at least for myself, pushes me to continue working uh, and just providing as much as I can for these kids. Thank you so much for sharing. And do you have any additional comments? Follow us on Instagram, reversity.project. Yeah, yes. thank you. Thank you so much again. Yeah, thank us. you. It was really nice. No problem. Thank you once again. I hope to hear more updates on Reversity. So yes, follow them on Instagram. You can also follow A Success on all of our other platforms through our website as well. And have a great day, everyone. Thank you.